You are the universe. You are that which created the universe, and you are everything in the universe. You are infinite consciousness having a human experience, and you get to have a life that is one of joy, peace, and abundance. My name is Karina, I am your host, and you are listening to Beyond Stardust. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome back to Beyond Stardust podcast. So I don't know if you guys know this. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. I tend to, I don't have like a recording day for my podcast episodes. I'm very much led by intuition. I'm very much led by energy. I follow my mantra, um, follow your expansion, alchemize your contraction and leave the rest be. So when it feels expansive, when I feel inspired, that's when I record. So sometimes I'll record ahead of time. Sometimes I'll record, not so much anymore, but in the beginning, sometimes I would record several episodes, you know, maybe that same week and then release them. Um, So it, it really varies. And a lot of times I end up recording sometime way up to the last minute of like that very night before... Wednesday, Tuesday night, because I usually release my podcast episodes on Wednesday. So um, it all unfolded perfectly, but it's actually Wednesday now. I'm supposed to have this episode released today. And yesterday I didn't record because I ended up in the ER. Um, I got a very minor, not even really an emergency dog bite, but I still had to go to the ER because it was a deep puncture wound. And I needed to get a tetanus shot and I needed to, um, them to clean it out properly. And I needed some anti- antibiotics because all animals have very gross bacteria in their saliva. <laughs> anyway, it's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. But um, so I didn't record my episode. But the reason I say it unfolded perfectly is because I'm really excited to share something that I wouldn't have been able to share last night. And that is my conversation with Sailor Bob. Now, who is Sailor Bob? Sailor Bob's real name is Bob Adamson. And Bob Adamson, Sailor Bob, is a non duality pointer, non-duality teacher, non-duality guide. And he is pretty well known in the non-duality community. In fact, he learned or studied under or mentored by or learned from um, a non-duality teacher, a guru, I guess, um, from the East. Nisar Gadada Maharaj, you can tell that like Although I've gotten into non-duality, I'm not really familiar with with all the, you know, well-known people because it's never really appealed to me in the past until I had my own awakening. So um, he also taught, Sailor Bob taught um, John Wheeler, who had his awakening through the teachings of Sailor Bob. And then um, it was listening to an episode on a podcast where John Wheeler was talking about what this thing is that we're, that everyone's pointing to that David Bingham had his self-realization and all you, you all probably know at this point, if you've listened to this 
point on my podcast, you know that he, David Bingham has played a huge role in my awakening. And I've also been very open and honest about what this has looked like for me. I do not claim to be anywhere, like be there or be enlightened or anything like that. All I can say is that I had an awakening. I recognize what this thing that I've been searching for was, what our true nature is. I've had a lot of um, going into the illusion of the mind and coming back out again, this kind of oscillation happen. And I've just been sharing my journey with you guys. So um, Sailor Bob also was featured in the book, The Greatest Secret, which you also know is a huge part of my awakening or whatever you want to, whatever words you want to use to call it. And I really, you know, if you listen to one of my, one of my previous episodes where I was talking about like some of the doubts that I had and coming out of the absolute and all of this and having some conversations with some friends of mine, David Farmer and another friend who I will have featured on here. It just got me feeling like something was missing or I was still in seeking mode. And so I still felt the need for a teacher or a mentor or something. And so I decided to reach out to Sailor Bob and he was very gracious. And we had a conversation today for an hour and I want to share how this adds to this journey and what kind of like unfolded from that. So as you know, there's been several times where I've, where I've just been like, oh yeah, that's what it is. You know, it's like, it's this isness, it's this like presence, it's the dropping of the mind, it's this consciousness, it's this awareness. And then sometimes I get, and then I get pulled back into this like humanness. And so in our conversation today, which was absolutely beautiful, there was a lot of pointing, there was a lot of, which is what this is all about, right? You can't actually like, the mind can't wrap itself around what this is. I'm just going to do a little refresher. So in, I've been on a spiritual path for a very long time. I've been on a spiritual journey for a very long time in many ways, all of my life. If you listen to some of my very early episodes, you'll know that like I was raised with what people consider like traditional spiritual stuff, like using crystals and spells and magic and affirmations and, um, seeking, you know, something outside of ourselves as far as like something else, maybe some God, maybe some like source, the universe. I've been in that all my life. And I got really heavily into manifestation and I learned about manifestation, was obsessed with manifestation, practiced manifestation for almost two decades. And I became a manifestation coach. I still felt like there was something missing. I still felt like there was something that was just there, but just out of my reach that I was seeking for. And I literally begged the universe, said, universe, angels, God, whoever may be listening, please show me the truth. Um, I got overwhelmed with a lot of the stories I was hearing out there. And I just like, I had an idea of a pretty good idea, but it was like in a mental, like I was philosophizing about it and it was very mental. And, but and on a deeper level, I felt very confused. And so that led me to rereading because I had already downloaded and I had already listened to an audible, The Greatest Secret, but through a series of events events and following my intuition and following where I was being guided, I got led to reading the book, The Secret, picking up a physical version, not just listening to it on my audible. 
and um, I'm reading it. And the first time when I had listened to the book on Audible, I was like, oh, this is so basic. You know, like I said, I'd been reading these books for years. I've been doing this for decades. Like, this reality is an illusion. Our thoughts, everything is a thought. We are all one. You are the universe. Those were already concepts. Concepts. I had thought of them as concepts that I had known for a very long time. And so to me, it was like, oh, yeah, this is basic stuff. Like, I already know all this stuff. It's basics. I felt like I was in like high school learning the ABCs, right? But when I picked up the book and actually sat down and read it, all of a sudden it was like something opened up in the deeper, what was being said deeper than that. It was a deeper knowing that opened up. It was a deeper like revelation of, oh, I'm of understanding and getting the message. It was that, it was like, this isn't just a concept, it's not just something abstract, like, as a way, as, you know, it's not something abstract, it's not just a concept, this is what it is, this is everything, and from there, I got led to, um, guide, intuitively guided to reach out to David Bingham, I ended up working with David Bingham a few times, we've had wonderful conversations, I did an interview with David Bingham here on this podcast, you can go and check it out, and through our conversation, it was just this, like, revealing of, oh, this truth, this thing that you've been seeking, like it's been here with you this whole time. And it really just woke me up into this awareness of like what, how, what, what all this is and what all this is not. That then led me into non-duality because it was through David Bingham that, you know, I ended up watching some of his um, interviews on a website called Conscious TV. There's also, they're also on YouTube um, it was actually through watching Conscious TV episode that Rhonda Byrne, the author of The Secret and the author of The Greatest Secret, you know, that her true nature revealed itself or she had self-realization or she, or in other words, she had the same awakening that like I had had happened. And it was actually through watching one of David Bingham's episodes that that opened up for her. And so I watched these episodes and it was through that, that I got introduced to the term non-duality and to the non-duality world and non-duality itself, the like way that these people were talking about it it never fully resonated or clicked with me, but I did know the truth that they were pointing at. I didn't know the truth behind it, but there were just certain things that, that just, maybe it was the language, the way that it was talked about, it just didn't quite feel like it was right for me and would probably not be right for the people in my reality, the people who would be attracted to working with me or listening to my podcast or any of my content. And so I've been on a journey of trying to, not even trying to, trying to is not the right word, but I've been on this journey of really aiming to help bridge this concept of like, yeah, none of this is real. And the only thing that exists is an isness. And we experience it as consciousness and awareness. However, we are still having the human experience. And we get to enjoy the human experience. Like we don't want to remove ourselves from the human experience or deny the human experience, which I feel like a lot of non-duality does. And who knows, maybe there might be a point where I, where I get to do that. But from also 
talking to people who have been on this path for a very long time and have be- have had self-realization for a really long time, it actually seems like the opposite happens. It seems like a lot of people will get into the absolute and just like bathe in this void or in this nothingness and then end up coming back to like, yeah, but we're still having this human experience. So we get to embrace the human experience. So um, it's been a beautiful journey because it really has opened up a level of peace and joy and happiness that um, is effortless. It's truly effortless. It just is like, it's not, doesn't have to be forced or created or nothing has to be done for, or in order for it to be there. It's just a sea of joy that is available to us at all times. And it's been a wonderful journey for me. However, you know, sometimes still like these doubts come in or sometimes like the human experience takes over or, you know, whatever, whatever things happen. And so I reached out to, um, Sailor Bob. And I basically just explained like, this is what I, you know, I have a podcast where I talk about non-duality and I interview people about non-duality. I teach people, um, I point, I help point people to their true nature, but I, there's still like, I still feel like there's this oscillation that happens. We're almost like one foot in one foot out. Like there's, there's this, it's like, I'm not fully in it yet. Like, like I still feel like I'm seeking and this is the thing that you may have heard other people talk about or that like, I know I have, I know people have said it from my interviews and I know that I've heard plenty of people talk about it. It's like the seeking disappears, the seeking goes away. And when I, when I hear people say that, it's like when I, when I'm honest with myself, there's still a level of, oh, well, something else is going to happen and then I'll be there. So it's still like, there's still like a little bit of seeking there even though I know the truth, right? And so, you know, I just told him all these things that I was just very honest. Um, I just feel like I'm not there yet. And I just, I feel like there's a gap. Like, yes, I know my true nature. And I feel like there's something else. So Bob and I had a really wonderful conversation where he pointed a lot of the concepts and visuals and questions were stuff that I had heard before, stuff that I, you know, analogies that I use when we talk about um, the sun and the clouds and the movie, the play. But it's like the something was pointed at that always happens. It always happens. Whenever I start questioning and I talk to somebody, it's always like, a mirror's being held up to me and it's like, well, but you already know it. So what is it? Okay. I, I feel like I'm sounding really vague here. So it's like you, when you, when you're just there, what's there? Can you, do you, can you say that you are aware? Are you aware? Are you not aware? Can you say that you're not aware? Are you conscious? When you look around, are you aware of the sights you see? Are you aware of the sounds you hear? Are you aware of the things you feel? Before the mind comes in, before the mind labels them, before the mind explains them, before the mind has any commentary about them, you're still aware of them before the mind comes in, before thoughts come in, right? And what is that? 
And when you go into that, you can feel that that life force, that essence, that source. That is what we label the universe God source. That is it. It's the thing that we're seeking. And it's so simple because it's always present. It's always there. It's like we're so blind to it because it's the only thing that's old, that's constant, that's always present, that's always there. So every time I keep getting pointed back to that and it's like, I never forgot that. I've always known that. And what really, what really occurred to me during today's session, especially was two, I had two major, like, I wouldn't say breakthroughs. I don't know. Two major things fell away. One was that I was still there, even though I knew time wasn't real, even though I talk about how time wasn't real, even though I know there's only the moment there was still a belief that was those that I was holding on to or that was presenting itself in time. There was still a belief in a progression of time because there's only somewhere to get to. There's only something that you're waiting to occur if you believe in time. What now? What's the purpose of this? Where is this going? What what am I you know, I'm at this stage, what stage am I gonna get to? That all comes from this belief in time, right? So that really opened up. This clarity opened up. Again, it was just us having this conversation and, a, and, a, and, a, and, a, and him asking questions. Are you aware? What is the past and the future? It, does it exist outside of your mind? Does it exist outside of thought? Like we are, I already, like, like we know that, right? The past only exists in the mind. The future only exists in the mind. And there was this clarity that opened up of like, oh, I was waiting for an event. I was waiting for something to happen. And I was seeing it as a progression of stages that are unfolding for me myself, which can only be seen in a frame of a past, present, and a future. But there is no past, present, and future. There is only the now. The past is a thought and the future is a thought. And Thoughts actually are something that we can drop. Thoughts are something we can let go. And the only thing, the only place that there is to get to, the only thing that we can find at the end of the road, the the thing, the thing, the big thing, whatever it is, however you want to label it, has to exist now. It has to exist in the now. It has to exist right now, not somewhere out there in the future. The truth has to exist in the now. The absolute has to exist in the now. And so being pointed back to that, it was a huge realization for me that it wasn't so much that I was getting sucked back into the mind. It was that there was this lingering belief in time and the mind with with this belief in time was thinking that there was still somewhere to get to there was still somewhere to go that there was still something to release it was it was attached to the story of a progression of me and a progression of my experiences that was the first thing that happened so that was really huge and then the second thing that happened was um as we were talking and as he was pointing and asking questions and was that, you know, you hear me talk about 
oh, I want to bridge the human and the divine. Oh, I want to bridge the non-dual experience. I even said it in this interview. I want to bridge the human experience and the non-dual experience or whatever. It's not really, it's not an experience. It's non-experiential. But there was a separation that I had been making between the human and the divine. But it's not... Imagine like a Venn diagram, right? A Venn diagram for those who may not know. I'm sure most of you know what a Venn diagram is. But if you don't know, it's, you know, those diagrams where you have two circles that overlap each other. So there's like two sections and the pieces that don't interlap. And then there's a middle section where the two circles overlap. And that's where the two subjects come together. So it usually you can use it for different things. But it's like you have thing A and thing B. And then you have the section where those two things overlap. And the things in that section contain both A and B. So I was looking at it kind of like that. Like you have the human and you have the divine. And what I was trying to do was find that place where it overlaps. But it was never like that. And like I knew this intellectually. But again, this is just like a deeper way that I was perceiving the world. Um, Instead, there's not two circles. Which of course, ding, 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 da, right? Because non-duality not two <laughs> it's funny when the simple things finally click on a deeper level so there's not the divi- the divine and the human experience there is only one there's only one circle there's only one circle and what is that one circle it is the abs- the the all the all it is the all it is the nothingness it is the all it is the singular point in which everything unfolds including the human experience so there was almost like a labeling of like we and I think a lot of people in the spirit in different whatever spiritual path we're on I think a lot of people you know we consciously or unconsciously label some things as like wanting to get rid of or avoid or bad or resist such as like the ego the ego is a huge one you know you want to avoid the ego a lot of people may think that and or and you've, and I know from mine it's like well I don't want to be I, I want to avoid the mind the mind I want to be in the absolute and not in the mind or I want to or a lot of people like no don't be the doer don't be the human but but there's not it doesn't exist that's what that's what's being pointed at here like it doesn't it literally doesn't exist it's an illusion that's unfolding with the other illusions in the singular space of isness or is not as however you want to look at it, the words don't really do it justice, but in the singular unfolding of illusions. So, so there's nothing to resist. Like the mind comes in, then the mind comes in, it's just something playing out as part of the divine, not even part of the divine, it's just, it's just, just part of everything that's playing out. There's no good or bad or anything. It's just the mind's just playing out. The ego is just, that which we label the ego is just playing out. It's only the belief that it, that is who we are at our true nature that causes suffering. And it's not even, even that can't be labeled bad because nothing is really bad, but that's what leads to what we experience as suffering. So when you see that there's not the human and the divine, that there was never two non hello non-duality, right? So, you know, that there's only the one, then there's really there's nothing to 
it's just all is happening. There's nothing you have to avoid. There's nothing you have to resist. There's nothing you have to feel bad for when the mind comes in and you're identifying with the mind or the ego. So what? So what? And then when you realize that you're like creating unnecessary suffering for yourself with a false identification and you already know your true nature, then you can just be like, oh, and drop it. Because your true nature never goes anywhere. Like, like it's not like I'm self-realized and this person self-realized and other people aren't. Although that may seem what is being said. We all already are enlightened. We all already are in awareness. We all already, all already are that... But we're still playing out the game in this illusion that we are the the human character. So it's like, it's like the actor, we've, we've used the analogy of an actor playing a character in a play. Well, it's like the actor is still aware on a level that he's the actor, but he's so caught up in the drama of the character. And so identified with the drama and the character. It's not even that he forgot that he's the actor. It's like he's aware of being, like, let's say the actor's name is Jim. <laughs> Jim still is aware of being Jim. But he's so caught up in playing George. That it's almost like the Jim has kind of fallen into the background and the focus is all on George at the moment. But Jim never went anywhere. Jim never stopped being Jim. Jim didn't stop being Jim and became George. Jim has always been Jim. He's just really into pretending to be George at the moment. (laughs) What silly names I came up with for that. It's the same thing. It's like you don't need to awaken to anything, really. You never stop being that. You can't not be aware. You can't not be consciousness. You cannot not be that. But you're so wrapped up in being your character that that's kind of like fallen into the background and you're really focused on playing out the character right now. And that's where we've all been. And the freedom comes from realizing that we've always been the actor, not the character. The freedom comes from Releasing that grip on the character, releasing the attachment to the character while it's still unfolding. It's still it's still a, an occurrence that's happening, an appearance, while still allowing it to happen. But when there's no attachment to it, there's no suffering. I used to think before before all of this, way before all this, I, I never... I have mentioned it several times I've never really been attracted well for a little while I was on this like zen path but I've never really been so attracted to like buddhism or like any or any of like the eastern philosophies or religions that like preached detachment or not having desires or anything like that because I felt like I would be losing out on something I felt like no, I want to I wanna be rich and I want to have nice cars and I want to have fancy houses and I want to have nice things and I want to experience passion and I want to experience pleasure and I want to experience da-da-da-da, right? I thought I'd be giving up something. I thought I would be sacrificing something by giving up 
by detaching. But detaching doesn't mean that you force yourself to not to not have certain things and only allow other things. It just means that you don't attach yourself to any of it. So you get to have the human experience on all the different shades and rainbow and colors and, you know, variances that it, that it could appear in your reality. It just means that you don't become attached to it. So when it appears, you don't resist the losing of it. This is actually something that Bob pointed out to, Bob said, which made it, which totally makes sense to me. Um, when he said, when we have something that we really like, we resist the losing of it. And that leads to suffering. When there's something that we don't like, we resist experiencing it or having it. And that leads to suffering. So it's not like, it's not like not desiring. It's not like not enjoying the pleasures of life. It's not like not enjoying nice things. It's the attachment, meaning that like we allow the things to flow in and flow out the ebbs and flows, like they come in naturally, the summers, the winters, it all happens naturally and we don't attach ourselves to any part of it and therefore there doesn't have to be suffering. So you get to enjoy all range that you want to, you get to enjoy all the range, all the experience and all the unfolding as it happens in your reality. It's not like some things are good and some things are bad or anything like that or that like you shouldn't, you shouldn't enjoy pleasure and passion and nice things or, or, or that you have to commit yourself to, you know, the monk's life and not have and, and not be attached to material or not have any material things. It's the attachment. Attachment doesn't mean that you have to give it all up. Attachment means that you allow the freedom of the coming and going and the unfolding and that that becomes more pleasurable than hanging on to and attaching ourselves to things because that because that actually creates suffering. So wouldn't you ra- okay, let's use a very material let's just use money as an example. This isn't this isn't anything that he said. This is my own talking and philosophy. Um so imagine like you open yourself up to receiving abundance and you allow it to just flow in and flow out the way that in that the ocean comes in and out the way the ocean ties out, not to the point where you're like depleted or empty, but you know, just to the point where like money's flowing in and then you like spend it on this and you give it some to this person and you make this investment and you just know that more is going to flow in. It's just this beautiful cycle where you're never without, but you're also not holding on to it because you're not afraid of losing it because you know, it's just going to ever flow in and flow in, some's going to flow in and some's going to flow out and some's going to flow in and some's going to flow out, but the abundance never goes anywhere, right? So you're not attached to it. It doesn't mean give up all the money or don't experience money. It just means that you're free. It just means that you're free. You're free to experience the ever-flowing abundance of the things that appear in your reality as they appear and you're always having space for new and more wonderful things to appear. It's the ultimate surrender. It's the ultimate freedom. It's the ultimate form of abundance, really. 
So that's what I took away from our conversation. It was an absolutely wonderful conversation. I'm so grateful. You can find Sailor Bob on um, Facebook, Sailor Bob Adamson, Adams, Adamson. Um, and you can find him on YouTube. And I, yeah, so I just really wanted to record this episode today instead of what I had I had originally planned because I have been very open and honest in sharing my journey with you guys and sharing my revelations and sharing what's you know what this what this process has looked like for me but it's not really a process what this unfolding has looked like for me and so this was a really beautiful and important piece and I really wanted to share it with you so thank you so much for listening and I hope you guys have a wonderful week bye Thank you for listening. This is a weekly podcast with new episodes released every Wednesday. Please rate five stars on your favorite podcast platform and share this podcast. If you would like to reach me about my coaching and mentoring programs, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Karina Levon. To be featured on this podcast or for other inquiries or feedback, please email me at beyondstardustpodcast.gmail.com. See you next week.